0: Paraguay President-elect Santiago Peña is on his third day in Taiwan, and he spent the afternoon at an electric bus factory. Peña is looking to bring Taiwan's EV technology to his country to support the economy.
1: During his tour on Thursday, Peña tested out an EV bus both as a passenger and a driver. He emphasized that he was very confident in Paraguay's relations with Taiwan, despite Chinese pressure.
2: Oh. Yeah. Oh. Perched in the driver's seat of an electric bus, Paraguay's president to be hunks and gives a thumbs up.
3: They feel too comfortable.
2: Then he rides as a passenger as he listens to a presentation. Paraguay's Santiago Peña is on his third day in Taiwan. On Thursday afternoon, he visited an electric bus factory in New Taipei's Ugu district. One bus displayed the flags of Taiwan and Paraguay on a window.
4: Taiwan and Paraguay's national flags are both red, white and blue. So the electric buses and coaches on display both have these three colors.
5: We're also uh, looking for for more
6: Taiwanese investment in Paraguay. And we're not only maintaining a good diplomatic
5: relation, but we are sure that there are very good business and economic opportunities between Paraguay and
2: Taiwan. Speaking on his upcoming term, Pena said he came to Taiwan not only to meet government officials, but also to connect with business leaders. He said he wants to bring Taiwan's mature EV technology to Paraguay to support national development.
4: <laughs> This would absolutely be a long-term cooperative relationship that would deepen the friendship between the two countries. I think long-term industrial cooperation is the best way to promote diplomatic cooperation.
2: The automaker was optimistic about bilateral cooperation, saying commercial ties would benefit diplomacy. Peña spoke on the strength of Taiwan-Paraguay relations even under China's pressure.
5: Very confident, very confident. Yes, I have no doubt. They will keep pressuring and we keep maintaining our relationship with Taiwan.
2: Peña said he was, quote, very confident. The statement and his visit signal his resolve to stand behind Taiwan.
1: Former President Ma ying jeou has gotten the green light to host Chinese students in Taiwan this month. A Committee of Immigration, Education and Chinese Affairs
0: officials approved Ma's proposal earlier this week. But one day after approval, Ma's office sent a request to invite three more people, faculty members of Peking University. Government sources say the request is unlikely to be approved. When asked about the matter, Ma's office said it had not received a response from the government and could not understand why the request would be denied.
2: Former President Ma ying plans to host Chinese students in Taiwan this month, but after his exchange program was approved by Taiwan's government, his office tried to invite three more people. The request has reportedly been denied by the Ministry of Education. According to Ma's initial application, the exchange will last from July 15th to 23rd, and will be for students and faculty from five Chinese universities. The application was reviewed by a committee comprising the National Immigration Agency, Education Ministry and Mainland Affairs Council which gave the green light on July 11th. But on July 12th, Ma's office filed additional paperwork, requesting the inclusion of three faculty members. They are Li Yun, director of the Office of Hong Kong, Macau and Taiwan Affairs at Peking University, Office Deputy Director Zhou Jing, and one associate researcher. According to a government source, the review committee will not accept additional requests at this point, so it's unlikely that the three faculty will be approved.
4: I haven't received a response yet, so they're choosing to communicate their decision through a leak. They should stop resorting to this anti Chinese red scan method of communication.
2: Most of the visiting students are members of the Communist Youth League. It's rumored that China wished to send three additional faculty to monitor the students' activities in Taiwan.
4: I think what happened is the Thai administration had initially said it would not approve our application. But now that the application is approved, the party we're working with in China is feeling cautious, and it hopes to add three staff members. This request should be handled separately from our initial application. Taiwan's government should not deny the request by pointing to precedent.
2: Sources say the group will be led by Hao Ping, secretary-general of Peking University's Communist Party Committee. The 37 visitors hail from five schools, including Peking and Tsinghua Universities. They will spend nine days in Taiwan, with stops at National Taiwan University and National Shenzhi University. They'll also visit popular attractions, including Sun Moon Lake, Chen, Taroko, and Zhoufen. Although it looks like a standard cross-trade exchange, it falls at a sensitive time given the upcoming elections.
0: To win back tourists after the pandemic, Hong Kong has launched a variety of travel promotions, including buy one, get one free airline tickets. But one Taiwan lawmaker says to beware of going to Hong
1: Kong. China recently implemented two new laws, one on espionage and another on foreign relations.
4: The National Security Act was already scary enough. Now, there's the foreign relations law and the counter-espionage law. Basically, these laws let them do anything they want. Even the US State Department says that if you want to go, you should reconsider. If you really do go to Hong Kong, you need to be extra careful.
1: The U.S. has China on a Level 3 travel warning, which means that travel should be reconsidered. Taiwan's Mainland Affairs Council has an equivalent yellow advisory in place for China, Hong Kong and Macau. Nationals who do travel to Hong Kong are urged to be informed on the risk to their personal safety. Hong Hai founder Terry Goh is under fire for complaining about the Hanguang rehearsals now underway. During a visit to Taidong, Gou said his private jet would not be allowed to stay overnight at the local airport
0: due to ongoing military rehearsals. A DPP lawmaker derided Gou as a, quote, spoiled child, calling him ignorant about national defense. Meanwhile, the KMT's presidential candidate reiterated that it was critical for Taiwan to improve its self-defense capabilities. I remember.
2: Hai founder Terry Go made a blunder in Taidong, describing the county as where Cake Number 7 was filmed. After a self deprecating laugh, Go spoke about local tourism with a group of young entrepreneurs.
4: When I came to Taidong four years ago, I thought it felt a lot like Bali, and Pingdong felt a lot like Hawaii. Bali and Hawaii are two places Japanese people want to travel to the most. I flew in from Taipei today, and I'm sorry to say my plane won't be able to spend the night here. There are military drills happening at Taidong Airport. They told me I'd have to go back to Taipei. That's a reminder on the importance of peace. For our country's security, improving our self-defense capabilities is a must. If our country has self-defense capabilities, we can protect our country.
2: KMT presidential candidate Ho Yi underscored the importance of self-defense for Taiwan. Meanwhile, the DPP decried Goh's complaint that the drills affected his private jet schedule.
4: In June, 25 countries led by the U.S. participated in NATO's Air Defender 23 exercise. In July, Germany and Australia will hold the exercise talisman sabre. This is our first time using civilian airports for the Hanguang exercises. It was just a rehearsal, but Terry Goh thinks that it's a bother that his plane couldn't stay the night due to the drills. This kind of small mindedness, I don't think we need to comment any further about that. He criticized our nation's military drills because they interfered with his plans to have the plane stay overnight. It shows his ignorance of national defense. He's like a spoiled child.
2: DPP lawmaker Wang Dingyu accused Go of ignorance regarding national security. He said that in 2019, Go declared that Taiwan shouldn't buy arms from the U.S. as having arms could prompt attacks from others. Amid speculation that Go still has presidential ambitions his every word is under deep scrutiny.
0: The executive Yuan has passed a preferential mortgage program geared towards young adults. It cuts the mortgage
1: rate from an initial 2.025 percent to 1.775 percent for a period of three years. The program is said to be implemented August 1st. Besides the rate reduction, the program also raises the loan limit to 10 million in T. The maximum loan period will be extended from 30 to 40 years. The grace period for repayment will go up from 3 to 5 years. Applicants must be at least 18 years old, but there is no upper age limit. Applicants must not have any property under their name or those of their spouse or minor children. US markets soared on Wednesday as consumer price data came in lower than expected, raising hopes
0: that inflation could be at its end. Taiwan stocks followed Wall Street higher on Thursday, surging by more than 200 points at one point. The TAX ended the session nearly 100 points higher at
2: (inaudible) 17,061.
4: Even if the interest rate is raised again in July, it will likely be for the last time. Because technology stocks are more sensitive to interest rates, today's surge was actually led by tech stocks. I want to point out that with regard to growth potential, AI stocks are offering the most room for the imagination.
0: In Thursday's rally, chipmaker TSMC gained 7 NT to end at 585 NT, contributing 57 points to the broader market. lower precision moved up 45 NT, cementing its place as the most expensive stock. AI-concept stocks like Wistron and Mytech holdings rose to the upper trading limit. Look, the developer of caller ID software, Who's Call, made a strong debut on the emerging stock market, hitting Limit Up to close at 236.5 NT. The Taipei MRT plans to install emergency stop buttons at 24 stations on the Brown Line as a safety measure. The move is in response to this May's deadly
1: accident on the Taichung metro in which a train crashed into a construction crane. Once all the buttons are installed, anyone who sees an emergency can quickly stop a train in its tracks. Misuse is punishable with a fine of 50,000 NT.
4: Back in May, a crane boom fell on the Taichung Metro, resulting in a crash that killed one person and injured 10 others. To prevent similar accidents, the Taipei Metro will install emergency stop buttons on platforms along the brown line.
2: So that people can respond faster to emergencies like an object on the tracks, there will be no need to notify station staff. You can press the button immediately to stop the train.
4: Pressing the button will stop departing trains as long as they have not fully left the platform. And it will also stop stationary trains, trains entering the platform and approaching trains. The button overrides the platform's gate safety checks, preventing trains from entering and leaving the station. But passengers say they're not sure if they dare to press it.
2: I think most people would be afraid to press it. Perhaps if the button isn't too obvious, you might think you've misunderstood what it's for. They should do some public education about this, because I wouldn't even have known that they have these buttons now.
4: The emergency stop button was installed on Nanjing Fuxing Station on Wednesday and can be found on the platform gates at the height of Car 1 and Car 4. The Metro hopes to install buttons at 24 Brown Line stations by year's end. The buttons have a plastic cover with a notice warning that misuse can incur a fine of 50,000 NT. The measure is reportedly also being considered for New Taipei's Yellow Line
2: whether it's the Yellow Line or the Taichung Metro, we are all in the same industry. So there's a lot of communication among us. My understanding is that they will also make improvements.
4: The Taipei Metro is also trialing ways to increase train capacity at peak hours. In June, it removed all seats from two cars on three trains, leaving just priority seating. Reports say Taipei Mayor Jiangwan Wan-an considers the trial successful and hopes to increase the number of trains with the layout. But there's a position. From counselors across party lines who say that removing seats treats the symptoms and not the root of the problem.
2: For example, you might have a leg injury or you're carrying a lot of things or you have to ride for some time, so I think seats are necessary.
4: Taipei Metro says it will reassess the plan after the start of the school year. It says a final plan will not be drafted until after October.
1: An old dorm at Taichung School for the Visually Impaired has become a workplace for the students. Disabled students often struggle to get work experience in contact with the public. But
0: now the school's own cafe gives students with visual impairments real-life customer service experience. The warm and friendly cafe attracts many locals with drinks, snacks and conscientious service. Drinks are brought to the table, each step taken with care.
2: Inside the cafe, ice cubes are scooped up and a drink is completed under the guidance of the manager. This student at Taichung School for the Visually Impaired is an intern in the cafe.
4: It's a little slow, but I think it's lovely to give the children a chance to learn.
2: From pouring a simple drink to frying meals and cleaning the courtyard, Simple steps can be challenging for disabled people. Students gain work experience and learn to manage customers here every Thursday and Friday.
4: Before, at school, their customers might be their own classmates or teachers. But now they're coming in contact with us, and in that interaction, they can gradually learn.
2: This small cafe in Taichung's Holy District was once the school dormitory. After lying unused for more than a decade... It has now been reborn as a local meetup spot for the general public, serving tea and snacks, and a place where disabled students can gain invaluable workplace skills.
4: I can work here, and then in the future, I want to get a job here.
2: These students are working hard and applying their talents to cafe tasks in the hope that they can one day use these skills to carve out their own place in the community.
0: How often do you stand on one leg? While scholars say it could be a new way to take your metaphorical temperature. A new study claims that a person's risk of mortality is greatly increased if they can't stay standing on one leg for 10 seconds.
1: Doubtful as the link may seem, doctors agree it's a reasonable prognostic. Standing on one leg requires a wide range of physical capacities, making it a simple indicator of general fitness. But if 10 seconds is a bit tough right now, not to worry. You can practice by holding the wall to start with and gradually work your way up.
5: In a study published in the British Journal of Sports Medicine, participants aged 51 to 75 were asked to stand on one leg for 10 seconds. In total, 1,354 people completed the task, while 348 could not. The researchers then looked at the mortality rates of both groups after seven years. The mortality rate of those who could stand on one leg was 4.6%, but it was 17.5% for those who could not, a percentage more than four times as
4: large.
5: Many people we spoke to were unconvinced of a strong link between standing on one leg and mortality. But physiotherapist Chen Qian says it makes sense and age needn't be a factor. He says you can be ageing and healthy, but you're in bad shape if you spend all day sedentary, relying on your family to bring you meals and losing muscle stamina and cardiovascular functions, no matter how old you are. Doctors say that your health is in decline if you can't stand on one leg for 10 seconds, even in older age.
4: It may well reveal that the person has some chronic disease, such as diabetes. Of course, then the mortality rate after seven years would be higher than someone who can stand on one leg for 10 seconds. It needs your muscle strength, stamina and coordination hold the wall and then gradually extend the length of time.
5: This fitness coach says you can develop the skill using assistive props like a wall, then gradually work your way up to 10 seconds. However long you can hold it to start with, why not give it a try and challenge yourself to practice every day?
1: Disco nights at roller rinks were a popular entertainment activity in the 1970s and 80s. If it's been a while since you last roller skated, you're in luck.
0: A new indoor roller skating rink has opened in Taipei. FCV reporter Cynthia Yang takes us in for a look.
6: Roller skating is making a comeback. Here at this indoor roller skating rink, you can rent your favorite skates and glide under the neon lights. Pop and dance music play in the background as skaters make rounds around the rink under the neon lights. As they glide by, their skates flash and the floor illuminates with different fluorescent patterns. Roller skating was a popular pastime in the 1970s and 1980s, and now it's making a big comeback at this new roller skating rink in Taipei, which is space themed.
3: Uh, I think it's great. The overall design is very well done. The Space series is fantastic. However, the area here is too small. I hope they can make it a bit bigger. It's very fun because you can skate around in circles. There are patterns on the floor and when you glide over one, the color will change. Your shoes will also shine when you skate, which is very fun. I haven't skated for almost 10 to 20 years, so coming here is like returning to the feeling of going ice skating with my classmates when I was much younger. I think having a place like this is wonderful. It's very beautiful. My daughter has just learned to skate. I think the atmosphere here is great for children.
6: The 450 Ping Skating Rink was inspired by U.S. retro disco roller skating rinks. Yet, its several Instagram check-in spots give it a 21st century touch. If you're a beginner, there's a practice area with rails. Besides the rink, it's also equipped with basketball and dirt machines, as well as several resting areas for people to eat and relax. The rink can accommodate 300 people at the same time.
3: A friend brought me here today, I think it's very fun, there are handrails so it's super safe and the staff members have been really kind to us, the overall design is high tech.
2: Uh,
3: I have nothing to do at home during the summer vacation so it's not a bad idea to go out to exercise, it's also very beautiful and perfect for taking pictures and checking in on Instagram and creating memories. used to do inline skating this kind of skating is more difficult you have to get used to it it's different from inline skating but it's still quite a fun experience it's very fun
6: with summer in full swing indoor roller skating may be the perfect way to cool off and relive the 1970s to 1990s ftv reporter stephanie yang and tan junhao in taipei